We're recording. Welcome to the podcast. Woo! Hey! Hello! Isabella is with us. The lovely Isabella from Isabella Yachts. What's your actual work title? The name of the company? Isabella Yachts Phuket Master. Brilliant. The amazing. No, no, it's just Isabella Yachts Phuket. Yeah. There you That's go. It. Cool. So, Isabella, thank you for joining us on this beautiful um, stroke cloudy day in the loveliness of Phuket. Um, where are thank you? Thank you, guys. Where are you now? So, I am at home. Like everyone else here in Phuket. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess. So, um, narrow that down. <laughs> yeah, now whereabouts in Phuket are you based? I'm in uh, Bangtao, so up uh, near Lion Beach. Okay, cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, how long have you been in Phuket for? I've been living here now for uh, seven and a half years, full time. Yeah. Okay. In November, it'll be eight years. And where were you from originally? I'm from uh, Switzerland. I'm from Lugano, Switzerland, but I have uh, two passports. I have also an Italian passport, so I'm half Swiss, Ooh. half Italian. Which is your favorite? Yeah. Uh, it depends. I like to use them both um, according to, well, I'm half-half, really. I, I can cook like an Italian, but I can be punctual like a Swiss. <laughs> um, so I take the best of both, uh, the best of both worlds, really. <laughs> right, fair enough. And okay. what you came to Phuket seven, eight years ago. What was the reason you came here? So I first time I came to Phuket was 2007 on holiday, actually. And that's when my parents actually bought a house here. So mm -hmm. from 2007 till 2012, I was uh, I was actually in London, living in London. But because of uh, my parents being here most of the year, I was coming every year here to celebrate Christmas for, uh, with them. So from 2007 to 2012, I spent all my Christmases here in Phuket. And I really liked Phuket until the 2012, I got a job offer and I decided to move here. And that's where I stayed. Yeah. And what was the, the job offer in 2012? What was that? Uh, it, was, uh, it was a funny story, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> I, came, I came to work uh, for a guy here. Um, I'm not going to say any names. Uh, Mention names. <laughs> tell us. Especially tell if, us, especially tell if us, it went bad. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> so it's a Swedish guy. That he was not in Phuket, actually. He was in Sweden, but he was coordinating me from Sweden. And uh, that's what I understood. Why Then I understood why he was not allowed in Phuket anymore. So then it was a little bit of a dodgy story. So then I ended up working for another company. Uh, with you, Russell, if you remember. Yeah, I do indeed. Whoa, 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 slow down. Now, no, 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 no. I was not briefed about this. So one of mm -hmm. you two, explain. Well, so, Isabel, it's your podcast, so you go, you go first. Because um, I, obviously I know where our paths crossed. Um, so how long, the, the first company that you were working with, that was, sorry, 2012. And then I'm trying to think in my own timeline when I started with, with Coral Seekers. It's probably, yeah, 2012. Yeah, so it was around a similar sort of time. Oh, hello, there's a plant. Um, <laughs> random. Oh, why, why are sorry. you going, sorry? Isabel, I'm looking. Isabel, I'm looking. I'm just looking. <laughs> Well, we just, I like that though. It feels like we're peeping Toms on you. That's the only thing yeah. sneaking through your window. 
trying yeah. to check you out in the shower. <laughs> That's not. I quite like it. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I'm not knocking it. It's. <laughs> I quite. No, well, repeat this. This is good. <laughs> it's all about knowing your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we should explain the podcast. Isabella is obviously fed up with her phone or whatever device she's using falling over. So she's using some plant to hold it up. <laughs> However, the plant is covering the actual screen. Oh, she's gone now. She's just, she's just. No, gone. no, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Russell, so please explain how you and Isabella work together. Oh, well, no, I'll let Isabella do that because it's just, it's obviously the link from when you left the first company. Um, cause then. Oh, you tell the story. So then you set up your own, or what was the, the process from leaving one to... No, no, no. So I came here, and I wasn't actually working for a company. I was working for a guy who promised me a co eventually a company, a work permit, and everything else, and nothing happened. So that's why I ended up uh, working for another company. Uh, mm -hmm. Can I say names? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's that's when I um, when I decided to well when I decided when I met uh, the owner of uh, Coral Seekers and I started yep. working with them for uh, for a while because I had a boat uh, which we were working together with Coral Seekers, uh, but yeah, then uh, that didn't work, and I ended up opening my own company about five years ago. Yeah. Um, when you say you had a boat, yeah. What boat did you have? It was um, it was a Wellcraft, thirty three feet, which is an American, uh, uh, from Florida, to boat, uh, fishing boat mainly usually, and uh, it was it was great for day trips, uh, luxury day trips, private uh, kind of charters, and unfortunately, um, it was uh, it sank during a. Uh, storm, during a yeah. storm in 2000 and, uh, 2000 and what was it? 2013, November, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, down in Chalong, uh, there was a big, big storm. Uh, she was moored. Uh, she was in a boat in a on a buoy in Oyon, and uh, over I think over 80 boats got destroyed in the whole island on that it day. Was, that, that was crazy because the storm. I remember that because I was still at Coral remember, City yeah? At yeah, yeah, very much because all I remember them saying right, we should probably get all the they told everyone to bring all the boats into that sort of area because oh, it's a nice little cove, it'll be safe. And it was one of the hardest hit areas and just everything got fucking smashed. All right, so, that's yeah, Oyong, that Oyong Bay, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, Jay, to bring you up to speed, um, Isabella and I, our paths crossed, and again, it was in around 2012 because I, I had just come back from the States. Um, so no, no, I mean 2013, I'd just come back from the States and... Um, Stuart had just had his accident um, here in Phuket. Oh yes. And I got the call through through Claire and someone else, and with James, just it's a someone that can sort of you know take the reins. And I think at that time, like there was literally a wedding or two the next day uh, for me to sort of step into, and then sort of learn about the boats and, and all of that. And then as time sort of progressed, and then chatting with James about we wanted to because for them it was all about just you know day trips on the speed boats, and I, I think it still is um, the weddings and all of that. And then when you came along, it's like, great, there's an opportunity there to market more of a, a luxury Correct. angle to the business. Um, now, I'll stop was... you, Russell. I think you're right because you've got you, the, uh, probably about there from a luxury point of view, and then you've got Isabella. Which kind is, of you. I mean, above the screen, somewhere up. 
thing. Um, okay, so I didn't know you two worked together for Coral Sea. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Can I go back a little bit? Now, obviously, um, you've got your, now you run your own amazing yacht company, which we'll touch on a bit later. Were you, what got you into sailing originally? Because as a sailor myself, I want to, you know, salt the old sea dog and all that. And we can talk about anchors and tying knots and stuff later. <laughs> but what got you into the sailing? Were you, did you grow up sailing? Uh, yes, yes. I've been going on boats uh, all my life. I've been uh, growing up every summer when I was young in, uh, in Sardinia Island in Italy, where, uh, where, yes, I've been doing a lot of boating all, uh, all my youth when I was really young. And, uh, and then I was in London. When I was in London, I was, work I was studying. And then when I finished studying, I, did, uh, I was working for a company called The Yacht Week, which they do uh, flotillas around the world. Uh, they started in Croatia. But now they do a bit everywhere, and so I was I was working with them, which was already sailing boats, uh, planning weekly trips, and then yeah, so I was working for the, for them for a couple of years in London, and then I moved here. So I was already in the in the business already in London. You grew up. Sorry, just going back a, a little bit, just to get some sort of chronology with it. So you you were born and grew up in in Italy, in Switzerland, in Lugano, born and raised. Yeah. Okay, and so and which is in the border. It's, it's in the border of Italy. It's literally like twenty minutes away from Italy. Where I'm okay, from. just sort of hop over the mountain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, and how long? And how long were you there for? Uh, well, I grew, I was born there, and I grew up there until I was nine, uh, eight actually, eight years old. I moved to Venezuela for two years, which is a bit random, and then from there I moved back to Ghana. When you say you moved there, I'm, I'm assuming here that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't for like, business. No, no, came down for breakfast one morning, said, Mom, Dad, you know what? It's great, but I'm fucking off to Venezuela <laughs> for a couple of years. I just want to... Yeah, fair enough. No, no, no. Start yeah. my own drug cartel in Venezuela. <laughs> I'm off. I hear business is booming. <laughs> I, I know how to drive a powerboat. I've seen my own <laughs> That's all I need. Off I go. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, not, that's what happened in my head anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I spent two years as a drug runner in Venezuela and then... Yes. And then I moved back, to, moved back to Lugano, continued my... Well, I was, I was 12 back then. So, and then I went to uh, an American school in, in Lugano, in my town. So that's, that's how I learned English. And then uh, I continued my studies in American University around Europe. So hence why my English should be pretty okay now and, uh, and yes yeah, so that's um, so yeah that's, that's what, 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 did you, what did you study when you were at university uh, media communication and management okay and at, at that particular time I mean obviously you've been sailing when you were uh, when you were younger and you've been on the water so that's more of a at that stage more of a hobby and a passion but at that stage when you're at uni you're doing your, your media and your marketing was that your potential your particular track was there a focus that you wanted to to move into um there was no focus i really i i had no idea what i was going to do but then i just i just started started working with boats and, and it's, it's it was event management a lot of it so it was uh, it was a lot of pr it was quite of uh, reflecting a lot to what i what i kind of studied as well i mean it was cool. a lot of uh, to deal with a lot of people manage manage a lot of uh, people events and clients uh, check them in and take them around for the whole week I mean we would even go in the in the in the islands and help out the clients so it was a lot of uh, coordinating 
And when and for when you started, so fresh out of uni, were you did you move from then straight to London, or were you sort of based all around Europe, or or, or what? Uh, no, actually, in uni, uh, I started. I did one year in Milan, one year in Rome, and then I moved uh, to London. Yeah, so that was in two thousand and seven when I moved to London. Yeah, so I tried Italy. Uh, again, I was in American uh, schools, both in Italy, I mean, both in Milan and both in Rome. And then I went to an American university in London. And there I stayed. Can I ask a personal, a personal question? And you don't have to answer this. How old are you? <laughs> How old are you? I'm 1986, so I'm 34 in July. So two years younger than me. Got you. <laughs> yes, Honestly, no one believes, look at this, can I just explain? That, yeah, actually now, yeah, now, no. explain our, our attire at the moment. We don't look as, be you look beautiful, by the way. You look fresh <laughs> and beautiful. And Thank you. Thank us, you, I had a shower. Us, not you, Russell. <laughs> us two idiots with this stupid beard growing. Russell and I <laughs> are having a beard grow-off. We're not, it's not even a grow-off. We've just decided <laughs> not to shave while we're under lockdown, which was a stupid yeah. idea. I was hearing that on the other podcast you yeah, were talking about. It's, it's, it's gone too far, though, because it's horrible now. Yeah. I hate it. I, I, I just I, I mean, yeah, is, is there a specific reason why you guys are growing it? or <laughs> just idiots. Yeah, I think it just got to the point where it's like your normal sort of stubble after a few days, and then it came a few more days, and it's, it reached a point where it was like, if I shave this now, it's a big moment. And also, we're in lockdown, so I kind of thought, well, I'll tell you what, this is my, my, my rallying against lockdown. My personal expression is I'm just not going to shave until we're allowed out. <laughs> if I'm not allowed out, what's the fucking point? I don't... I sure, don't sure. The beard, I can, I'm, I'm okay with the beard a little bit. It's Russell's hair, which I think is brilliant, because it just looks... <laughs> or at least I can do something with mine. His is I can't. dreadful. I mean, it's amazing. I'm surprised Emily hasn't left you yet. I'm surprised she hasn't got up and walked off. She's not allowed to. There's, there's only so far she can get. <laughs> anyway, I want to get, let's get back to Isabella. So look, I'm, I'm from a boating background. My, my background is, is 15, 20 years teaching sailing and running different regattas. And, oh, look at you. So, um, so I just want to touch on this. So when you were doing your, your, your stuff in London, you were just basically, you were sorting flotillas out. And what sort of flotillas... What are we talking about? You say you started in Croatia. Were they big flotillas, small flotillas? What sort of boats? Yeah, no, now, now, they're, now they're huge. I mean, I'm talking 2010, 11, when I was working for them. Back then, it was in Croatia. So they started in Croatia, I think it was 2006, 2007, something like that. They, the first location was Croatia. Now they have three spots in Croatia. I think it's north, middle, and south. And uh, back then, it was about 100 boats a week. So every Saturday, you would have almost, almost 1,000 people check in. And till the next Saturday, they check out and another 1,000 would come in and you check another 1,000 in. So in Croatia, it was the biggest flotilla. I mean, up to 100 boats, they would be. There would be a one crew boat, which was the biggest boat with uh, about 35 staff on it which that's where I would stay. And then the other boats, monohulls or catamarans, they would follow the crew boat around and we would make a, a route, a planned route for them. So every day we would go to another, to a different island and us, the crew boat, we would go up and set up everything on the island. The island usually was nothing there or maybe a tiny bar with some electricity and we would bring uh, like all the equipment to throw the biggest parties, DJs, photographers, blah, blah, blah. And so people would, 
would arrive on the island and would just um, they would all anchor one next to each other and then all jump down and party there and then the next day we go to another island and do the same. It's, and was this all corporate client? Uh, no, no, it was not corporate client. Unfortunately, they were uh, uh, right, from ones. twenty, not below twenty years old, not above thirty years old. Okay. It's very different from the flotillas I used to run. Now, I used to have um, flotillas <laughs> for about six to ten boats, and they were generally families that were on a... I used to... Because I did sun sail for a long time, so that was the flotillas that I was working on, so you, you obviously know them. But ours were very much different. You, you, you'd go out for the day, and then you'd find a beach, and you'd have a barbecue. You wouldn't be having DJs and parties. So I'm, I'm thinking you're a little bit more top-end of flotilla sailing. It was like they, they, they had the, like Croatia is an example, like, it's a special example because it's the biggest one. That's why they had so many boats and they actually had wristbands as well because uh, only the people that were in the yacht week, so were part of this flotilla were allowed on these parties. Obviously you had the locals that wanted to join the parties and then there was like fights, problems. So we would actually put bouncers at the entrance and like not let other people uh, walk in these special parties for us. But in other routes, like for example, uh, I created the, the Italian route, which is down in Sicily. In those, there's also the Thai route. They do usually, they haven't done it in two years, in the last two years, but they're probably gonna do it next year. Uh, this year, I mean. And there's only like 10, 20 boats maximum. There's not a hundred boats. So there's and other routes like Greece as well. There's less boats. The, the biggest one is Croatia. Greece is, um, I sailed around Greece and Turkey a lot. Greece is beautiful for sailing. I mean, I know. Greece has never sailed in Greece. Imagine. Oh, the, 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 there's no wind. If you want proper sailing, there's not much wind. But just from the beauty point of view, oh, it's stunning. And t Turkey as well. The, the so coast, many islands on top. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, um, so you were doing that, and then you say your parents came out here to buy a property. Were they looking to buy a property in Phuket, or it just so happens that they came here on holiday? Uh, no, my uh, mom's sister, she was living, she lived in, she's still living in Singapore. She's been living in Singapore for many years. So she introduced my mom to Phuket, because they had an apartment here. So my mom was coming here to visit her quite a, quite a bit, until she managed to finally bring down my father. And he fell in love immediately with the island, with golf, with the massages, with everything. So they immediately looked for, um, for a house and they, they bought it. So that was in 2000 and, uh, yeah, 2007. So yeah, we've had a house here since then. Are they still living here now? With, are you all living together or? They, they spent half the year here and half the year in, uh, in Europe. Okay. So yeah. And which half are they in right now? Now it's the half. Well, my father is here with me at the moment. My mom flew back a month ago because my brother is in Switzerland. So now oh. the family is half here, half there. Oh, bummer. And we have supports <laughs> from both sides. Yeah, my dad is not allowed out anyway. So his yeah. flight was canceled at the end of March. <clears throat> so yeah, now he's stuck here with me. But everything's fine. <laughs> i tell you what, it's not, I, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind being... No, I was going to go too far then. I don't just, go there. Don't, don't, yeah. I'd be happy to be stuck with Isabella. Um, so <laughs> you, you, your, your parents then brought in, so then you came here visiting and you just went, you know what, I, I, I'm bored of London. I like it here. Uh, well, no, I always liked Phuket a lot. And London, I mean, it was just after the, the recession. It was like, there was not too many opportunities. I mean, Yacht Week was fun, but I mean, there was not much, uh, much else I could find uh, that was uh, 
really interesting. And I didn't want to really work in an office, so it's quite hard to be in London and not in an office. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when I got this offer, I said, why not? I mean, at the end of the day, I had nothing to lose. I had a house here. I'm like, okay, I can go try it out. If it doesn't work out, I just come back. I mean, I don't have to rent or do any contracts or anything specific, special, you know. So I did. I tried. Yeah, fair enough. So when you work with Russell and obviously... You then decided to set up your own business as soon as you met Russell because you didn't want to work for Coral Street anymore. <laughs> he was there. What did you always have? A, did you always consider doing the Isabella yachts? Was it? What was your? You know, when you were thinking about it, and when you kind of had the whole thought process, what was your? Your? your you know, what were you thinking about at the time? Did you want to do flotillas, yacht charters, or yacht management, or crew? What kind of thing were you thinking about? Yeah, I think I never wanted to open my own company. I always wanted to be an employee. To be honest with you. Uh -huh. um, but then after being here for a year, so the, the first year I was here, I was basically refitting this boat that ended up uh, sinking after a year. So I've refit that boat completely, the engines, huge, huge job I did on that boat. And, um, and yes, and after that, uh, I, well, I had to learn many things in the business. I, I never came here with the idea to setting up my own business and, and going and doing it, I mean, to be honest. But then once I was here for a year, testing all the waters, literally, and uh, all the situations and stuff, I saw that it was not as complicated, as scary, as difficult as it could have, as I thought it was. So I decided to open my own. But obviously I had to test the situation for about a year before doing that but it wasn't in my in my head I was just it was either that once that boat sank it was either go back to London and find I don't know what or uh, or try and find something to stay here so that's that was my my I wanted to stay here so that was my solution so at the same time at that point nothing to lose right give it a crack and see what happens exactly exactly so when you say you, you, you kind of you didn't want to set your own business up, but you kind of tested the water, what were you thinking about? What was the, the primary, what was the first thought? This is what I think there's a market for and I can do this. Uh, well, there was a market. I mean, uh, I, was, I was doing a little bit of charges here and there. It was working out. I had a few boats. I only had one boat myself, but then I was using as I'm still doing right now, I'm using other people's boats, so other owners that have boats here that they don't use as much. So I, I charter these boats for them and I help them cover some costs. And, uh, and so it was doing pretty well. I saw there was, a, there was a potential for it and I was loving it because I mean, it was, it's, it's, again, it's planning. So it's a lot of event coordination and stuff like that. And plus it's, uh, it's the sea, it's the island. So it was the best combination for me. Plus living here, I love uh, island, islands in general, vibes and everything. So going back to a city life, it would have, I'm not sure it would have worked out. So you well. basically then, so you, the, the original plan, which you're still doing, is, is just chartering. So you get a boat with a crew and then you just put people on it and they go off and have a day trip or whatever they want to do. Correct. From one day to half day to one week, I, I plan everything for, for them. I mean, we plan. We are, we are a good team. So we have many people. And we plan everything. Do, sorry, just jump in. Do you also do things like uh, sort of larger scale events or anything from like maybe a dive trip or if someone's got like a, a 50th birthday or something they want to do, like a going, going back to doing events on islands and sort of stuff. Can you, you do that sort of thing as well? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So how many... What we don't do, we don't do, we don't do joint trips like the majority of uh, the Thai companies do here. 
So we only do private trips. So we yeah, wouldn't private, do yeah. joint trips, like get people from different hotels and put them in one boat. Yeah. We don't do that because yeah. it's not the nature of our business. There's plenty of other uh, companies doing that already. So we focused on something else, which is more private and um, luxury. Now, sure. one, of the, yeah. one of the things I've noticed from your point of view, now from um, obviously you being a lot younger than a lot of the other charter companies on the island, you, uh, when I first started seeing what you were doing, you were much more on the social media side of things than a lot of the other companies were. Now, was that something that you wanted to go down that route? Because from an Instagram point of view, you were kind of way ahead of the game, in my opinion, from the other yacht companies and the yacht charter companies. You were definitely showing a different, you. younger younger face. And I think I've, because I've been on one of your um, day trips from a photo shoot, although I wasn't in any of the photos, I did notice that the more beautiful people were asked to be at the front and us ugly guys were told to get down below and hide, which There's I'm totally okay with. <laughs> totally okay with. I've gotten, I haven't held a, you know, a problem with uh, But from the social media point of view, was that something you were really passionate about? You thought that was the, you know, from a marketing point of view, that's where you wanted to go? Well, I, I have to say that I've learned from the experience. So the Yacht Week, the company that I was working in London, they actually, all their marketing, uh, I learned from them uh, because they, they were super strong on social media. And most of all, they, what made them super successful is one simple video they did on YouTube, which got up to 3 million views or more, I think. Well, by now, I oh. think it's way more by now. But they did one video, which basically described the whole week. Uh, it's a very, it was a really good video, really quick, really fun, which basically... Uh, did a uh, resume of the week I mean um, um, it would give you an idea what the week was going to look like and with that yeah. video which costed them nothing they just they just started leaking it all over the internet from Facebook uh, Instagram was wasn't even there back then I think so it was mainly Facebook and YouTube and that's what gave them uh, the popularity at wow. the beginning so I was shocked by that because one video just gave them the whole thing but that also gave you the impetus, impetus to say, this obviously works. So if I can incorporate some level of social media content into what I'm doing, then you've already seen the benefit of it. So and then you Correct. jumped on the yeah. which is which is great. Well, I have to say, I mean, as I, I, I'm not just kissing your ass, but um, I actually really like your social media stuff. I find it really engaging. And it's actually... It, 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 it's all what I like about it is it's almost you are telling a story to us. And I think this is what people need to learn is you can post as many stories and pictures and videos as you like, but you need to be telling a story. And if that story's not there, people aren't engaged in that story. It's just bullshit. It's just loud noise. Whereas I look at what you do and there's always a story behind it. You know, a lot of it is, is, is surround not, and it's not all about you as, is, 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 as in Isabella, it's about, you know, your story as a company. And I really like that because you're the focal point, but you're not the focal point, if you know what I mean. I'm not trying to say you're there going, it's me, 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 me. <laughs> but I love the fact that it is you because that's, that you're part of the story of this company. And I think a lot, Thank of you. a lot of companies could learn from what you do. And I've always respected what you do from a, especially from an Instagram point of view. There's, there's not many out there, in, especially in Phuket. I'd say there's probably none that are doing it as well as you are from, from Instagram for sure. Wow, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, to respond to the podcast, it's 25,000 baht a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I've, I've got my little, we're, 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 my, my zoom, 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 let me hear say, Wayo, Wayo has said that we've only got a few minutes left. Um, Isabella, could you tell us, about, oh no, Russell, can you ask your question? 
Oh yeah. So um, just uh, briefly, tell us a couple of things that you might have on your on your bucket list. So things that you. My bucket list. Yeah. Uh, one. Uh, you into that. Probably one of the, well, at the moment, I don't have a huge bucket list. I'm just waiting yeah. for this thing to end because, uh, I mean, yeah, as you know, the island is empty. There's no business. There's not much to yeah, do. Yeah. So it's quite uh, making plans now. It's probably not the best. Assuming but, yeah, all of this is gone. <laughs> yeah, when all this is gone, uh, one thing I would like to do is, uh, which I've always wanted to do, I've been here for seven years, but I haven't traveled much around Asia. So okay. I've, been, I've been only to Angkor Wat. I've never been to Vietnam. I've never been to Laos. I've never been, well, I've been to Singapore. But there's many, many countries that I'm missing out around here. And yeah. I would love to, uh, even Thailand itself. I mean, I've seen Bangkok, uh, Pattaya Marina, and that's about it. I mean, I haven't seen much. And the islands here south, of course. But um, on top of the north, Chiang Rai, Chiang Rai, Chiang Mai, I've never been. Yeah. So there's a lot of traveling that I'm missing out here. Russell's okay, been cool. to Angkor Wat. Russell, tell us your story about Angkor Wat. Hey, you threw up at Angkor Wat, didn't you? Oh, well, no, well, no, no well, hang on. it's a little bit. It's a little bit more extended than that. No, no, <laughs> just near Angkor Wat. Russell yeah, was the sick. short version is I vomited near Angkor Wat. The the slightly elongated <laughs> version was that I was there for the Angkor Wat marathon, and the week prior to the race, I was really, really ill. But we'd already booked the trip to go to there with Steve, so we went, and yeah, on the race, just. Uh, died. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it's. A, I mean, if you're well, um, if you're into, are you into running at all? Do you like? No. Okay. And Me no. On. I'm yeah. not into running. No. I'm with Isabella on this one. Running yeah. sticks. We yeah, both. Tell, you tell you what you should do. If you, did you only go to Angkor Wat, or did you see any of the other um, temples when you were there? Uh, no, I've seen a few, a few of the temples, but okay. I was there for three days, so it wasn't much. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So because we did a bike trip on that day, uh, sorry, the following day. And it was, I think like a nine hour bike ride, which sounds horrific, but you were on the bike for like five minutes at a time. But you didn't follow the main sort of tourist minivan tracks and see all the, the main sites. You saw so much more, because you were getting- I can imagine. Yeah, and it's so going through the jungle tracks. It was, that was really fascinating. So yeah, I'm with you. So in terms of doing a lot of traveling around Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, and all of that, there's a lot to see. A lot to see and a lot to know where to go because uh, many times I, I travel, I end up being a tourist and I don't like that. So I'd rather go with someone that either lives there or takes me there. So I'd rather take my time than just rush it there like a, and do it like a tourist, which is not as much fun, you know. Yeah, and have you one. got any plans for the, the company? I know obviously with all this lockdown and stuff, it's frigging a nightmare. So what about for your business? Because I mean, look, I, like I said, I mean, I do stalk you a lot on social media. Um, what, what's your plans for your charter business? Do you want to take it further? Or are you very happy with where you are right now? I'm actually very happy where we are right now. I mean, uh, we just need some, uh, yeah, we just need the virus to go away so that, so that customers come back and we can, uh, we can work again because obviously we got all cancellations. We've, we've been very flexible. So we've given um, rescheduling or we even refunded the money to people that are canceled. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a disaster this high season, but yeah. of course it's, we're all in the same boat. Huh? I mean, it's not yeah. just us; it's everyone else around the world. So, yeah, no, it, we're doing fantastically. January two thousand twenty was our best month ever. 
And wow. February, February was terrible, of course. And March, it's just getting worse and worse. So, <laughs> so every, everything's fine. We just, we just need the virus to leave. We were on the, the best track possible. Listen, it, it, it's going to go, and I think that, I mean, you'll yeah. definitely be all right. I mean, like I said, you've got, how many boats do you have now that, um, in, your, in your fleet? In our fleet, we have uh, three catamarans. Um, they're both, they're all, all of them are lagoons, 45, 42, and 40. And then we have two ribs. One is uh, 35 feet, uh, 28 feet, sorry, and the other one is uh, 50 feet. And yeah, so these are the five boats we manage exclusively. We we charter exclusively, and uh, we have them all in uh, Yacht Heaven Marina. And you've got a feeling. One... Sorry, Russ. Hold on. I was just saying, I've got a feeling. Once all of this is over, you're probably going to find there's a lot of people that are going to go right. Let's have a party. Get themselves on yeah. a boat. And, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all hoping and yeah. yeah, praying for. Well, maybe we should have our first yacht charter podcast live session, hey. Russ, on one of Isabella's yachts. Although I really, I, my favorite one of your boat, and I, I have been on your Lagoon Catamaran, but I really like the one, the, the blue rib with the long tube. Yeah, that, the Interceptor. Uh, the yeah. Interceptor. Because it's, one, it's got a cool name, and two, yeah. it's pretty damn sexy. It's a sexy <laughs> boat. Well, look, listen, Isabella, we're, we're, we've got a minute to go. So, look, thank you very much for being in our little podcast. We really appreciate you. Thank time. you, guys. Um, we Love will, to see you again. Yeah, thanks. Love to see you guys as well. And um, look, we'll put all the links in the description of, of how people can get hold of you. And please do check Isabella out on social media and on her website. And if you want to book out a little fleet or a little boat trip, then uh, give her a shout because she's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, the we'll as well. Very, very soon. And stay safe and lots of love to the family. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. That was great. That was really good fun. It was nice. To, I haven't seen Isabella for ages, to be honest. I did not know. I did not know you knew her. I didn't know you worked with her. Um, yeah. Uh, like I say, it was, fuck me. It was first year of Coral Seekers. And we didn't, I mean, our paths crossed a fair bit. She wasn't working in the office sort of full time with me. Although, to be fair, neither was I, actually. I was sort of in and out of the office. So, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how I knew her. You said, fuck me. You didn't tell me that either. <laughs> Mate, I'm not sure we should even snog right now. It'll be like Velcro getting stuck together. Oh, don't. Oh, God, our beards are terrible. Um, anyway, no, that was... Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed our chat with her. I've always liked Isabella. I've always found her... Um, I've always been nervous of her a little bit in a way that she's a very... Um, powerful woman is not the wrong word. I know that's... But do you know what I mean? She's very... Um, She's she, she's very similar to my ex-wife that she's got a determination. No, she's not. No, <laughs> no, but in a determination of she's a very business-minded and she's you know she holds herself very well. She's very yeah. much more of an adult than I am. But actually, um, so that was a first a low bar. But uh, what do you mean a low bar? So well, it's more of an adult than you are. Oh it's yeah, a low, it's a low bar. bar. You're right. It's a very low bar. <laughs> um, but no, I actually, um, I really enjoyed. I, I chatted to, like I said, I went out on a boat once, um, but I've never had a chat to a one-on-one like that. No, well, one on three, manger toi. Mm, <laughs> um, but no, I really, I enjoyed that chat. I'm very interested. I'd like to go on more. I'm, unfortunately, yeah. the Zoom meeting forty minutes thing has, has kicked in, but maybe I'll pay the fifteen dollars um, a month. To improve that, because I, yeah, I, 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 we could have gone further with her, so to speak. Third base, yeah. free. Um, 
But no, I like no, her, and she's cool. And I tell you what, her her yacht charter stuff is very good, and it's worth. If people out there are listening, they want to go on them. They're once uh, whole yeah. things sorted out, go on her yacht charter stuff. It's fun. I was just going to say, to be fair, because when when she started working with Coral Seekers, that was the idea for them to move more from just doing the the fab, fun family speedboat trips to going up to that more luxury level with these sort of high-end yachts and what have you. Um, and then she's obviously branched off and done that sort of on her own and done really well out of it. So and she yeah. just they've got some nice boats. Um, some, yeah, it's, some it's got a lovely, lovely couple of boats she's got. <laughs> lovely and, um, couple of boats she's got. Right, on that note, thank you for listening. Um, we were doing loads, aren't we? Um, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram. We're Phuket Podcast on Instagram on Facebook with Jada Shark and Friends. Um, we've also, I've put the entire back catalogue of our <laughs> podcasts on YouTube. So we're now on YouTube as well. So if you search Jada Shark and Friends and Russell, and Russell. or something like that and on YouTube, you um, by the time this one's released, because I haven't done it today, but um, we have put all the back catalogue of um, the entire, this is episode 30, I believe. The entire history of the Jay the Shark and Friends show. Yeah, it's all up there. And I'll even, I'll even put up the podcast of positive, posi- I can't even say it, positivity. Oh, I've got three things. When are we next doing the positivity podcast? <laughs> not, today, people are dying <laughs> not today, because I'm not that positive today. Um, I don't know, we'll talk to you about that later. All right, say okay. goodbye to everybody, because this is the end of the Bye podcast. Bye everybody, it's been amazing. Thanks again for listening, speak to you soon. I don't know why we're waving. It's, it's silly, really. It feels like a natural thing to do. <laughs> <laughs>